0: Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from SingleInTheCity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hello and welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show. Laura Bellotta from Single in the City couldn't be here today. I'm Joan Kelly Walker and I'm very happy to be sitting in because we've got an important show for so many reasons. We're going to talk about the do's and don'ts when it comes to divorce. And it's been very obvious and in the news lately that since COVID, divorce rates have been going up. And I wanted to reach out to hopefully help calm people who might be going through this or even a separation at this time. Or maybe for some people, you're questioning whether you should stay, maybe you should walk. Maybe you're unsure of what is right and what you should do. I'm sure there's a lot of people feeling like that that can relate to that. Many of us experience different feelings and emotions attached to relationships. And we're here today to answer questions that often come up. We experience all different kinds of emotions, especially around a breakup and a separation. Sometimes we're unsure of the healing process. Do we ever get there? How do we get there? How important is that after a relationship ends? We just don't realize the power that we have when it comes to our habits, our thoughts, our ability to heal. So if you're unsure whether it's time to move on or not, or if you find yourself wondering what to do next, or how to get out of the state of mind that you find yourself in, then we're happy that you're here with us tonight and we'll be answering all all sorts of questions that relate to breakups and divorce. So hopefully we'll be able to put you at ease and I'm very, very happy to introduce our guest today. Uh, this is Joanna Lopez. She's a breakup and divorce recovery coach, uh, who has a bit of a different approach, but we're going to get to that. So uh, welcome to the show, Joanna. Hey! Hello, hello!
1: I'm really happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Joan. It's going to be really excited, and especially uh, the way you were explaining it. I love it because it's so true. Like we are so wrapped up in our minds and what's going on that is so hard to see beyond. Beyond what's going on when we are not able to let go of the negativity that is in our in our brains, right?
0: Yeah, and there's a lot of that right now with COVID and, and you know, if you add a, a breakup at the same time, it's even more so. So, Joanna, your approach to breakup and divorce recovery coaching is different from other coaches and therapists because that's what you do. You're a breakup and divorce recovery coach. So, as right. I understand it, you take a spiritual approach that mixes neuroscience and metaphysics. So can you explain to our listeners how is this approach different from other coaching or therapy, and why do you feel that this is the best approach?
1: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Well, here's the thing. With, um, the way that, that I take, the way that I approach my, my, in my practices, in my coaching practice it's a little bit different because I don't do traditional therapy. I actually go a little bit beyond that. Uh, you probably, let me give you a little bit of background so that people can understand. So you probably hear before that we only use uh, 10% of our brain, and that is your conscious mind. The 90% of our brain is still within us, which is our so-famous unconscious mind, and that's 90% of our brain. In order for us to differentiate um, the, the two of them, is that the 10% of your brain, which is your conscious mind, is the part of you that you are thinking, analyzing, rationalizing, making sense of things, that's your conscious mind. And the unconscious mind is the part of you that you're not even aware of. Like you, if you're seated on the chair, your butt, you butt on the chair right now, uh, you're breathing in or breathing out without you even thinking, mm. um, your heart beating, like and anything like that. And I promise everything is going to make sense. I'm going to link the pieces together. Okay.
0: So
1: that, so, so that is, uh, that is the, the conscious and the unconscious mind. So uh, then we also receive parts of the information that you guys need in order to understand my approach we receive 2 million bits of information per second. The conscious mind is only able to handle uh, 124 from those 2 million bits of information. The rest stays in our unconscious. So a lot of information gets deleted, stored, or erased from our memory. So there is a lot of information that we don't even know that is there. So uh, if we take the scientific approach, like it does make sense if we try to take a position or try to analyze things with the conscious mind is only 10% of the brain versus if we try to access the unconscious mind, which is 90% of the brain is simple math, 10 versus 90, right? Mm. So now there are a few different ways for us to, to do that. And when I say I don't do traditional therapy, is I mean that when clients come to me, we don't only just talk about what's going on, what's happening, et cetera, et cetera, and and then they leave and they they talk about it and and that's it. Like, we actually remove unconscious blocks. And there is a spiritual way to do that or a metaphysical way of doing that and also a scientific way of doing that. So that's why I say my approach is a little bit different. I hope this makes sense.
0: (laughs) No, that totally makes sense. Um, How does that relate to divorce or separation? Well, it, it, it relates to everything, right? Because after all, so when people
1: are going through the emotional pain of, of separation, you get into a lot of fear mode, and that blocks you from seeing uh, what's happening right now, uh, how things are, how like how things are working. Why am I? I should be, should I be moving on? Should I stay in the relation? What should I be doing? And that that fear base is your conscious mind and it will not allow you to actually see things for what they really are let me explain a little bit more so there is a part in your brain called the amygdala and the amygdala is responsible for the fight and flight mechanism so when when the amygdala gets triggered it actually releases a lot of chemicals and the amygdala gets triggered by a big change and when a big change is about to happen like for example a divorce the brain starts releasing all kinds of chemicals so the emotions that you are feeling on your chest it goes beyond the love that you think that you feel for your partner so now when um when that happens so the brain does whatever it takes to keep things the same whatever it takes that's when people start uh, when the when the brain starts uh, sending a lot of uh, images of how amazing they are how wonderful like they start doing whatever it takes to keep that relationship in place does that make sense uh john Mm -hmm. Yeah, bit. Um,
0: so can we talk about, you know, determining whether or not you should stay or you should go. Like I know it's it's not necessarily a moment, it's a process, but I'm sure that there's people listening that are wondering, you know, maybe it's time for them to let go, you know, and if you're at that point, then something must not be right already. So what happens if we're in a one-sided relationship or the relationship is no longer serving us? What can we do to get the closure that we need to actually chose, close that chapter in our life and then start something? Something new? Yeah,
1: absolutely. That's a really good question. So if the relationship is no longer serving you, you need to decide to move on. But before you can even do that, there is one step you need to take. You need to practice acceptance. Why? Well, because not accepting that things have happened the way that they are happening. Uh, is what's holding you back. Not accepting that they didn't love you the way you wish, not accepting that their relationship didn't work, that they didn't care as much as you did, that they didn't fight for you the way you wanted, is what holds people back. In order for you to move on, first you need to make peace with your relationship or what you think is the failure of the relationship. And the way we do that is by, is by choosing to accept that things are the way they are first, that The th- that things happened exactly the way they did, and and that it didn 't work they didn 't work out between between you two, and that perhaps is because um, i don 't know you, you, you can choose to believe that it 's perhaps because it 's part of a bigger plan. Uh, you will know that you have accept- that you have accepted that you have come into acceptance by the way you feel you will feel a sense of peace now once you have uh, have done that, you can start moving towards. Finding closure because in order for you to find closure, first you need to make peace with that. So once you have done that, you 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 can start uh, moving towards uh, closure. And closure is an inside job. And basically, what it is is acknowledging that the relationship, is acknowledging the relationship, what you feel about it, what you feel about your ex, and the lessons behind all this. That is an exercise I teach in my private practice called the three perceptions, and there is a simple version that the the listeners can do. Um, for this, you're gonna be writing four letters. Is
0: it okay if I if I go over the exercise? Sure. Yeah. You know, I'm just thinking though, like kind of before yeah. you get to that point. Like, you know, yeah. I know in myself. Like, I've been married for yeah. married for 20 years, but before that, I remember feeling like, okay, have I tried absolutely everything, like really putting myself through the paces to make sure that that's the right decision. Is that something that you advise, or, or would you, like, sway people away from that?
1: Well, that's what I, that's what I was saying to you, Joan, um, that you need to accept that things are the way they are. And the reason why I say that is because here's the thing. Uh, one of the things that I notice with, with my clients and in the work that I do is a lot of people get stuck with, like, a, but why is not happening? Why is he not doing that? Or Why is she not doing that? And why this? I already tried this, but they are not trying. You need to, you need to give up. You need to surrender, basically, to the process and accept that, okay, this is where I am. This is where I am and things are not happening at least not tonight this is where my partner is or this is where I am surrender to that process because you're gonna find peace and you need to find peace in order for you to access a higher part of your brain or a higher power uh, within you whatever it is that you believe you need to you need to find that peace first so I don't know if this is making sense, and I know that some of the listeners are going to have a little bit of resistance, but I want you to trust this. I want you to trust this approach. I know it's a little bit different than other approaches, but it has it has helped hundreds of people. So I want you to really surrender to the process, accept that things are the way they are, and if you are not ready, you are not ready to let this relationship go. You don't have to let go. You don't have to. You don't have to start moving to closure. The reason why I suggested the closure is because you are. Uh, you mention or, or ask one of the questions. Okay, once I have, once I have uh, accepted that this relationship is no longer for me, should I uh, should I try to find closure? If you are ready for closure, then do this exercise. If you are not ready for that. First, find acceptance, and I promise you, new, new ideas are going to start flowing
0: to you. To you. Mm-hmm. Make- so, I think we have about a minute. So, what, w- in a nutshell, what is the exercise? The exercise, okay, so there are, in order for you to find closure,
1: so here's the thing you're going to write a letter. You're going to write a letter from you to your uh, to your partner. And in this letter, you're going to let Everything go. You're gonna let everything go. Everything that you that you that you feel about them, any anger, resentment, whatever it is that you feel, just let it all go. In the first letter, the second letter you're gonna write, you're gonna step on on your partner's shoes, and you're gonna write a letter from them to you, and you're gonna write whatever it is that you need to hear from them in order for you to find peace, in order for you to find closure in this second letter, and then on the third letter you're gonna write a letter from. I don't know, God, your higher self, your higher power to you from a wisdom eyes perspective, telling you all the lessons of this relationship. Why did this relationship end? Then? Why did, why things didn't work out? What are the things that you need to learn? What are the lessons behind this? I want you to write that letter. And at the end, you're going to write one more letter. And this, is gonna, this letter, you're going to write again from you to your ex, uh, to your ex-partner, choosing to forgive after all these new perceptions that you have. And um, you're going to write that letter in, sh- in finding forgiveness and choose to forgive. And then there is one more step that I want you to do. This is kind of like the mind lies, the mind lies symbols. You're going to do something symbolic with this. You're going to burn the letters in a very safe way, and you're going to grasp the ashes. You can use uh, a tray that you use for the oven. Burn the letters, grasp the ashes, and bring it to a body of water. And use it as a symbol in your mind that you are willing and that you're ready to let go. So this is a way of, that you can find peace in your mind and choose to start finding, uh, going towards closure.
0: Uh, hmm. Wow. So that that's a really great way to figure out, you know, the point of we're at the point of no return. How do we do self-care? Exactly. And how do we look after ourselves and really get to that point of closure? But we do have to take a break. We are speaking with our guest today, Joanna Lopez, who is a breakup and divorce recovery coach. And we'll be right back. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back. This is the Dating and Relationship Show. Laura Vallott is off today. I'm Joan Kelly Walker. And our special guest today is Joanna Lopez, who's a breakup and divorce recover coach. Now, before the break, we were talking about techniques to get yourself to the point of closure if you are going through a separation or a divorce. So, Joanna, I want to pick it up right there. Um mm-hmm. Are there other ways, like you were explaining that, you know, you can you can write letters, you can have a, a ceremony, burning letters, put the ashes in the water. What other um, important ways are there that you would recommend for people to cope through this really difficult time?
1: Yes, absolutely. Well, there are many aspects of um, the healing process, the recovery process after a divorce or after a breakup that needs to happen. This is kind of like the almost last step that you are already accepted first you really need to accept that the relationship didn't work that things didn't go the way that you wanted that they didn't fight for you you didn't fight for them the way you wish etc., cetera et cetera you need to come into acceptance then the second thing you need to do is to forgive and to see this in a different way you can use these letters as an exercise to forgive and let go everything that you've been holding holding on and then the other thing that needs to happen you need to learn from this relationship in order for you to have a positive impact in you so you need to see and, and see all the lessons from this relationship what are the things that you wish you did you did differently what are what are the, the lessons that you are learning from it so you need closure is an inside job as I, as I say before it's something that you will decide to do not something that will happen with them. Sometimes we lie to ourselves and we think the only way that we can have closure is if we have one last talk with them. But actually, you don't need to have a last talk with them. This is just a trick of the mind to basically avoid the inevitable. So it's something that you will choose to do to find peace with the relationship. Closure is finding peace. With what happened, finding peace with that relationship.
0: So, Joanna, what if you go through all these exercises, um, you find forgiveness, you, you've learned from the relationship, you've found the positive yeah. impact, and you decide that you're better off to stay in the relationship? Uh, how would you coach someone in that direction? For someone to stay? Mm-hmm. Does that happen often? Like, once people go, like, are or would they be kind of past the point of no return?
1: Well, I would say, like, it all depends, right? Like, I mean, in order for you to choose to stay, both parties needs to agree on that. And um, I guess, I mean, if you're asking, what do I do if I want, if, if I decide that I want to stay in the relationship? So what if, can you repeat the question, what do you mean exactly?
0: Well, I'm just thinking, you know, it's it's hard to, you know, if you're mm-hmm. in a long-term mm-hmm. relationship or a very yes. intense relationship, it's really intense and difficult to, to just, yeah. okay, that's it. I'm, I'm going to move on. This isn't <laughs> serving me. But sometimes those things are done, you know, out of spite, out of anger. You know, every situation yeah. is different. Every relationship is unique. And yeah. I'm sure that mm-hmm. there are cases where some people just, you know, they go through the exercises of mm-hmm. trying to get to closure and, and finding peace and acceptance and practicing all of that. And then they realize that, you know, maybe they made a mistake. Maybe they hurt mm-hmm. to be in the relationship. I love
1: that question. Okay. So I feel like we are jumping from different directions in my, in actually the, the way that I actually coach people, but actually the first thing that I teach people when they come to me is um, is to find peace and to find the guidance that they need within themselves before they can, act, they, before they actually make the decision to move on. What do I mean by that? Okay, so and stay with me. I am gonna, I am gonna push the metaphysical envelope right here. So stay with me because if you already tried a lot of things and they didn't work, you might need to try something different. So. So when, uh, when people don't know what to do and they are confused, obviously when you are in a relationship and you feel, um, you feel like that there is potential and, in and, and, and you're, you're scared, right? Like it, it, it could be very, very, it's scary to actually decide to move on, decide to to let go of a relationship. But when things are not going the way we want in our relationship, when something feels off, almost immediately we go on a fear mode that blocks all possibilities for good. The fear of potentially losing them, the fear of breaking up, ending the relationship and not having them in your life anymore paralyzes your ability to think Focus, sleep, and see beyond this. The fearful thoughts take over your mind, making it very hard to see what's really happening and what is best for you at the moment. So what I'm saying here is that what we need to do is actually we need to get rid of fear first, to actually see underneath that fear and see that maybe the relationship can be safe. So we need to calm ourselves down in order for us to think properly and see beyond this. We need to access a higher power than us and and again, if we take the approach that I explained to you in the in a, the scientific approach that uh, 10% is your conscious mind and 90% is your unconscious mind. 10, ten versus 90 is simple math. You want to access your unconscious mind. And if we take a spirituality, we want to access a higher power than yours. So we can actually see things in a, in a different way, with a different perspective. So stay with me, guys. This is going to make sense. So now that you understand a little bit of what I explained, um, of what I explained about the, the, the conscious and the unconscious. This is going to make sense, I promise. In the middle between the conscious and the unconscious, there is a part of uh, on our brain called um, the critical faculty. The critical faculty usually shuts down around the age of seven, and this fine line in, in differentiates, uh, distinguishes between the conscious and the unconscious. So sometimes we need to trick that part of our brain to surpass that to surpass the critical faculty, my apologies for the notes, uh, surpass the critical faculty so we can actually access the larger part of our brain. So there are many things, many ways we can do that. We do that. We can use uh, meditation, hy- hypnotherapy, uh, different unconscious therapy, like EST emotional freedom technique, et etc. et cetera. But if you're doing this on your own, and if we take – I have to say something before I continue. The spirituality approach and the scientific approach is very similar. The metaphysical and, and scientific is very similar. I hope you guys are noticing this. So if you want to access a higher power than yours, you can do <clears> – <throat> one of the things that I teach my- – My clients is to use mantras to deconstruct deconstruct the negative thought pattern. The reason why you want to do that is because if you're wrapped up in your in your in your conscious mind, your negative thinking and your negative thoughts, you're not going to be able to see beyond those thoughts. You're going to be completely blind by all of this. You need to stop that. And though unfortunately we cannot deactivate a thought, we can only activate a new one. So the way that you can do that, you can do that by uh, repeating a mantra. Prayer, whatever you call it, but it's basically a, a phrase that you repeat over and over and over and over and over again to stop uh, the, the the negative the negative thought uh, pattern. And when you do that, you're going to start accessing new ideas, start seeing things differently, relying a, on 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 a higher on a higher power than yours or a larger part of your brain, whatever you call it. And you're going to start seeing things differently. New ideas are going to flow. And I can I can share with you guys um, one of the one of the mantras that I teach my clients is um, you can write it down if you want. Can I say it right now?
0: Uh,
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, how do you
0: determine what your mantra is? Because, you know, I think this is really important. Like, it's a technique and a tool. But, you know, I can't help but think about people that I know have this pattern that repeats over and over. They split up, they get back. They split up, they get back. And I think it's because they haven't gotten rid of that fear and they haven't gotten to that middle zone that you talked about. So, yeah, so what is the mantra? I think that's, that's really important to share.
1: Well, I'm gonna share a mantra that I use with my clients. It doesn't, you don't have to use this. You can change the words around. One thing that I want you to, that I want you to, the listeners to understand is you can use whatever it is that, that, that makes sense to you. You can come up with a phrase that's going to give you peace, whether it's an affirmation that you read somewhere, something that will bring you peace and will bring you the results that you want. And you want to stay in that positive mindset. The mantra, what it does is condense the positive thought pattern and it tries to overcome the negative one. And most people, if
0: you said, okay, come up with your own mantra, they'd probably like look... in their eyes, and not have a clue, yeah. you know, where to start. So I yeah. think if someone yeah. can kind of guide them through that, I think that's a really good place to start.
1: Absolutely. And um, let me let me repeat the mantra. And I want to say something very interesting to what you say about why people keep going back to toxic relationships and why they keep keep going back. But uh, I, rep- I I will tell you the the mantra first. So uh, for the listeners, you can write if you have a piece of paper, write I got down my pen. Very good. So you write. Uh you you start with the with the word thank you to so say thank you higher power uh you can use whatever whatever makes sense to you. Uh thank you higher power for showing me what I need to know is partner's name is the person where my greatest greatest happiness is create the perfect consensus for us to overcome the
0: obstacles between us.
1: Okay, this is a lot together.
0: of fast rating. I don't know that I'm keeping up. Thank you, okay. higher power for showing me what I need to know. Is partner's name, is the person where my greatest happiness
1: is, create the perfect circumstances for us to overcome the obstacles between us and go back together. And if my greatest happiness is not with him or her, give me the strength to figure things out, to move on with my life with love, peace, and harmony. Amen.
0: Okay. Amen. That's beautiful. so It's wordier said, than I expected it to be, but I guess if you go through it a few times, you'd, you'd just sort of it
1: have it roll
0: off your tongue and you'd be able to memorize it. So I hope everyone, um, you know, got the gist of that so I can see what you mean about creating your own mantra. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I want to move on because we've got so much to cover here. Um, I know. <laughs> other coping mechanisms... Can you suggest for people separating or going through divorce during COVID specifically?
1: Uh, Yes, other coping mechanisms. Okay, so you have to, you can choose to embrace. First of all, you need to choose to embrace where where you are. Use this time to heal. Start with noticing that maybe life is giving you an opportunity to face this in this way. So you can put everything on pause and go deeper in your healing process and get over with this once and for all. Bring awareness to what you are what you're going through. There are five stages of grieving denial, bargaining, guilt, anger, and acceptance. You know that you are going to go to be facing all of these stages. Being aware of what will help what will help you being aware of this will help you it will help your healing process because remember, whatever you are aware of, you are in charge. Whatever you are not aware of is in charge of you. The moment you know something, is the moment you can do something about it. So know that you are going to go through that, through that, those stages, and acceptance is, the, is what you are looking for. That's the, that's the key of your invention. And number three, reach out, reach out for help. You really don't have to do this alone. You really don't have to do this alone. Um, you can change the vicinity, even if, you are, if you're trapped in your house because of COVID. Um, if, you choose to, if you used to live with your ex or hang out at, at, your, at your place, reorganize your furniture and space. Put away all the things that remind you of them and, then, and, and the things, the things that, that you can just get rid of them. Change the location uh, of the couch, for example, or, or the bed, uh, or if you have the option, sleep in another bedroom. Paint the space if you can. So those are the things that you can do if you're trapped in COVID and you're going through the divorce. Hmm.
0: So you're creating a new normal. Exactly. And yeah. you
1: want to change the scenery because because the brain is used to, you're going to feel, it's going to affect you way way more if you start seeing the same, that you are in the same place where you used to hang out with them. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have the option to get out of the house. Uh, you need to change the scenery in, within your house, like mo- reorganize the furniture, as I say, paint the, the space if you can, uh, sleep in another bedroom if you have the option, like all of those things will actually help your mind to see that, okay, you are in a new space, you, you're, you're changing, like, and yeah, reorganize the, the, the kitchen, whatever, anything that reminds you of them, get rid of that, get rid of that, get rid of that
0: so Joanna we have to take a break we're talking about coping mechanisms if you're separating or divorcing during COVID or even if you're just thinking about it more on this and so much more after the break this is the dating and relationship show we'll be right back Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilata from SingleInThisCity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm Joan Kelly Walker. And Laura Bellata couldn't be with us today, but our guest is Joanna Lopez, who's a breakup and divorce recovery coach. Oh, my goodness. We have so much to talk about. We were talking about <laughs> coping mechanisms if you're separated or divorcing or even thinking about it during covid And we've got so much to talk about, but I want to, Joanna, bring it down to, you know, instead of thinking about relationships necessarily, I want to talk about your relationship with yourself. And I know Mm. that mental health is kind of like a, you know, I don't want to say hot topic, but it's in a very important issue right now. And some people, because of COVID or not, can feel really down on themselves they might feel like a failure. They probably have that 10% of their brain that talks to them all the time, saying negative things, negative thoughts. How, you know, as a therapist and a, and a coach, how can you find yourself to stop internalizing those feelings and reflecting that um, within your relationship? Like some people would go so far as to actually idolize other couples and other people's lives. So how do we stop internalizing those feelings?
1: Um, just to understand the question, just you, you mean like to internalize
0: that you are comparing yourself with other couples? Yeah, with other couples, and or just feeling like you're feeling like your relationship is inadequate, but you might also be feeling that yourself as a person is inadequate.
1: That your person is uh, inadequate. Okay. Well, there are a few things here that are important to mention. So one of them is like uh, in. Order for you to find love in your relationship which is counterintuitive you need to first find love within yourself this is something that we, we all that we hear every everywhere right you need to find self love you need to find self-acceptance in yourself if you want anyone to love you you need to learn how to love yourself first you need to you need to be kind to yourself you need to you need to learn to accept and and love and approve of yourself. How do you do that? There are many different ways and there many many different practices that you can find over the internet like so many. One of my favorites is, um, is mirror work. It's, it's, it's so powerful because you are looking directly in your eyes to yourself. And it could be very challenging. It's not easy. I have clients that just drop the mirror. They don't want it. They can't see it because there is a lot of uh, negative beliefs about themselves. But choosing to sit down in front of the mirror and have a conversation with yourself, like, it could sound awkward, but it will actually help you with your internal thoughts. And choosing to uh, say basically a mantra in front of the mirror, looking directly at yourself and start saying, you say your name and you say, for example, I don't know, Joan, I'm willing to love, accept, and approve of yourself right here, right now, no matter what's happening. I'm willing to love, accept, and approve of yourself right here, right now, no matter what happens. And just, You can just stay with that, stay with that, but with that mantra uh, without making it too complicated. And do that for 30 days. Go in the mirror every morning and every night and say to yourself, say your name, look at yourself in your eyes and say your name and say, I'm willing to love, accept, and approve of yourself no matter what, right here, right now. You want to start, you're start working towards that relationship within, within, uh, between you and you. And again. When we work in our relationships with ourselves, actually all the relationships around us start, start changing and start, start working in a completely different way. So this is crucial. This is very important. It's important stuff for everyone to do. So, mm-hmm. so, so yeah, I hope this makes sense.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, are there any other practices or activities that you can think of that we can share with people to do to help deal with, you know, emotional pain or negative thoughts? There is other
1: there is other practices. I mean, this is something that you can you. There is a practice that I that I that I use called emotional freenow technique, and this is connect. This is this is directly connected to the to the amygdala to the brain. Um, as I say to you, when when the brain goes through a fire or, or a fire response, is because it got triggered by something happening around you and it start releasing a lot of chemicals. The good news about this practice is that it's connected to ten meridian points that are connected directly to the amygdala, that when you tap on them with certain specific uh, thoughts, uh, certain specific uh, phrases, sorry, right, it neutralizes emotions very fast, like between, in between 15 minutes to half an hour. So this is something that you, this is something that you can research. Uh, do not attempt to do this on your own if you are not comfortable or if you are dealing with something. I will, I will suggest to look for a practitioner who does EFT. Uh, this is a very powerful technique. Like I have a, I had a client... Uh, that we were working on his guilt that he has for 15 years, the emotions were neutralizing in in a month. I'm not exaggerating. And the reason why it's that fast is because because it's unconscious healing. So we are working with 90% of the brain, so it it does make sense why it could be way faster. So my advice to those who are listening, whether you choose to use EFT and find a practitioner to do that or try to learn to do it uh, on your own, Try to find someone who can help you do unconscious healing. Whether you hire someone or you try to do it yourself, do unconscious healing. If you've been hearing me saying here over and over again, that's ninety percent of your brain. So it's gonna fast
0: it's gonna get everything way faster. Hmm. Okay, and we have to take another break. This is the dating and relations show and we'll be right back. The Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. This is Global News Radio 640 Toronto, the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm Joan Kelly Walker. Laura Bellotta isn't with us today, but we have our wonderful guest, Joanna Lopez, who's a breakup and divorce recovery coach we've been talking about techniques to overcome emotional pain. Um, You know, I want to talk about people like the divorce rates, separating rates are going way up. I don't know if that's due to COVID, uh, you know, assuming that it is, but what advice would you have for people who are recently separated? Are there do's and don'ts? Like, are there things that they should avoid doing if you're recently separated? Yes,
1: absolutely. So, If people are just recently separated, the thing that you want to do is you obviously want to learn how to heal yourself first before jumping on another relationship. One of the things that the common mistake that I I see happening is that people jump on another relationship uh, right away. And the reason why why is that is because human beings, we don't like pain. We do two things. We either put a bandage on the wound and pretend that we are all okay or we jump on another relationship to try to numb the feelings, but the thing is we bring ourselves with our with, with us whatever we go so you, it doesn 't really solve the problem so the first thing that you want to do is you really want to choose to heal. Uh, to heal from the broken heart that you had, you want to you you choose to forgive again. I know I keep repeating the same words, but repetition is key. So you want to forgive. You want to accept that things happen the way they happen. You want to reflect on your relationship. You want to learn from the lessons that, that of this relationship before you choose to move on to, on to another relationship. Avoid staying in contact with them because that's one of the common mistakes that I see. People stay in contact with their exes, which make it very hard. For them to move on, or they get obsessed with their social media. They start going on all the social media and start looking for pictures, looking for some kind of signs of where they are, if they are over or not. That is very unhealthy, and it's not going to do any good to you. It's going to actually make things way harder in order for you to move on.
0: Yeah, very, very good point. I know people that are doing that right now. Um, so. Let's talk about a personal recovery plan. Do you recommend that people put together their own personal recovery plan? And what do you suggest for that?
1: Um, well, there is many things taking place. Like as I say to you guys, I take a different approach. I do believe that a breakup opens support portal for deeper healing. And when people are going through a breakup, it actually is an opportunity for you to heal deeper. So... Um, I do have an approach that I use with my clients, but then I'm going to give you a different, a different, uh, something that you can do if you're, if you're not willing to go there. So the three things that need to happen after a breakup is you first, you need to identify the root cause of the problem. Cause whatever you, th- you think is the problem, is just a layer of a layer of a layer of a layer. So uh, how do you identify that? You want to, you want to identify the emotions that you felt in this relationship. What is the common emotion that you felt with them? Uh, and, and ask yourself why do I feel the most? How do I feel when I think about my relation? when I think about them? Is it abandonment? Is it rejection? Is it that you feel like you, you weren't good enough? How do they make you feel? So once you answer those questions let's say that you find out that the feeling is that not being good enough and then you want to look back when have I felt this way before? And you want to probably identify that oh I actually felt like not good enough or I felt abandoned like in my other three past relationships and actually it went all the way back. Then you're going to probably find out that it actually happens in your childhood. So you want to go back to the initial event. You're going to go on to a search, basically. Once you find that out, once you identify when did this start, um, you are the second step for that is you need to remove those... Um, okay, now let me back up. Once you identify when you identify when did that happen, basically that emotion will tell you that there is an unconscious, blo- unconscious block that happened like at a very young age. So the second step that you, wanna, that, you wanna, that you wanna take is you need to remove the unconscious block that happened at a very young age. How
0: do and you, you do, do that?
1: that? Well, you can do that through unconscious healing. And again, you, you're probably not gonna be able to do this on your own. You might be able to find some resources you can hire someone who does unconscious healing no matter who you hire make sure that you ask them that they do if they do unconscious healing because if they if they don't and it's traditional therapy it's only 10 percent of the brain make sure it's unconscious healing so you need to figure out a way to remove those unconscious blocks whether you do it on yourself try to find some online exercise that is a lot of a, a lot of resources um i do est and est is something that you can learn on yourself and how to do it and then the third step because then I'm going to give you a different option so the third the third step is um, you need to install a new belief system. Once you have removed unconscious blocks, you need to install a new belief system that will support the new version of you, of what you want in relationships. So these are the three, these are the three main things that need to happen actually at a very core level and if you are really serious about recovering from this in a, in a profound way, you need to identify the root cause the, the of the problems, remove the unconscious blocks, and install new belief systems. Let's say you don't have the access to hire to a coach to hire someone.
0: What can you do? We can can... uh, look for your new book that's about to come out.
1: Uh, (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yes, you can look for my new book that is coming out. Actually, the reason why I'm writing a book is for that reason, because I know that I can only help so many people and I wanna give the opportunity to many people to understand how to remove unconscious blocks. You need to learn how to do it. You can do it on yourself, but someone has to teach you. And that's what I'm actually teaching in my in, in my in the book that I'm
0: writing right now. And you can read out. so many people that way. And you know what Joanna, we are out of time. Do you well, have any uh, really brief uh, advice for anybody like big picture you know one word one line pep talk for someone that's going through a divorce at this time? Yes,
1: more um, than yourself. Heal your broken heart and rebuild your self-esteem. Forgive your ex for all the things you think they did they did to you or, you or you to them. Learn from all your mistakes and rebuild yourself into an even stronger and wiser individual. And last thing, get to know yourself and learn how to love yourself unconditionally.
0: Joanna, and where then, can we find you?
1: Uh, you can find me at JoannaLopez.com or you can find me on uh, Instagram at the underscore recovery I'm on Facebook as well as Joanna Lopez and yeah, and reach out. I have a lot of free resources there. Um, I have an MP3 hypnosis for you if you want to start doing unconscious healing. So feel free to reach out. I would
0: love to help you out. Beautiful. Okay. And I am Joan Kelly Walker. You can find me at JoanKelleyWalker.com or on Instagram at official. And, you know, I feel like we could talk forever. Thank you so much, Joanna. This is the Dating and Relationship Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.